the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Wrestling has more than one royal family. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Friday. Y'all know what that means, y'all. Before we go to the phone lines, real quick, because we're leading off with a calling guest. It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We've got high school football tonight. We've got college football tomorrow. We've got NFL football on Sunday and Monday. We are going to be having a great time over these next 72 hours. But let's lead off this show by having a great time. We're going to the phone lines right out the gate, Damien St. Pierre. Brother, good morning, man. What's up? Good morning, Casey. Hey, man, I got a chance to listen to, to Ken and, and Buddy the last 15 minutes of their show. I feel like we're the next generation, Ken and Buddy. Oh, God. That's a scary thought. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Um, which one will be Ken? Which one will be Buddy? Uh, I think I think Buddy and I are more on the, on the level, and I think you and Ken are, 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 are on that level as well. Okay, so. that, that makes me feel a little bit better about, about things. <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes aside, bro, look, man, we want to have you on talk about some LSU, man. Look, after the opener, you and I were the only two guys who were not jumping off of the plank and feeding ourselves to the crocodiles. That decision looks like it has paid off. LSU has gotten leaps and bounds better. They kicked the snot out of Mississippi State in the second half. They won the last 31 minutes of the game, 31-3. to You're starting to see some improvements. Uh, maybe this dude who won 200-plus games isn't a, isn't a hack after all. You telling me we shouldn't judge someone by thirty minutes of football to start the season? Look, we we, we ride in the, the the Brian Kelly the, the the hype train, and there's substance behind there. Um, you know, as I, I love Coach O personally, but he left the, he left the LSU program in, in quite a bit of, of turmoil, and it's still happening with the suspension from yesterday, and the the and all the issues from that are stemming from yesterday's uh, debacle as well, but. You know, not having those players in place, and then coming with with a whole new system, a whole new slew of players. It just it, it needed some time, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on top of this mountain. If we play Southern first, we're sitting in in here going to this weekend play in New Mexico. We're we're three and zero. I'm sitting on that. You know, and I don't think we've yet to put together a full game, a full four quarters. We, we've been playing three and a half. We've been playing three two, but it's enough to win ball games. So if we can get those four quarters together. That's going to be I'm, – I'm extremely excited. The defense, Madhouse has these guys playing. Uh, you know, it's fun to see some adjustments. You got uh, Brooks playing a different – you got Brooks playing a different position. You got Jay Ward playing a different position. You got Harold Perkins coming out of nowhere, who's going to be a, our, our next stud uh, in, in kind of that, that linebacker form. And it's fun to see some adjustments, and it's fun to know going into the second half that, hey, we're going to see some adjustments and – and probably win this game and have that confidence over the last decade and a half. I don't know if I've had that confidence going to the second half of ball game. Bro, and you kind of touched on there, which is the thing I'm most excited about, which is the fact that if you go up and down the list of the names of people that you're calling out on Saturdays, be it Jaden Daniels, be it a lot of the receivers, be it a lot of the backs, be it all of the offensive linemen, be it most of the defense, they're all dudes are going to be back next year. This time next fall, and I talked about this with Stan on Tuesday, but September 23, 2023, this time next year, LSU is going to be loaded to the gills. And then the, the conversation won't just be, oh, are they going to win seven games? Are they going to go eight and four? No, it's going to be, hey, are they going to make the playoff or not? I really believe 
this is going to be just kind of a transitional year. The next year, look out. Everybody else is in trouble. I, I, I think you're exactly right. And that's why part of me, you know, it's easy to give up early to, to not see typical LSU. But look at that Kansas, look at that Kansas State bowl game last year, like at the end of last year. 37, but 37, 39 scholarship players. That's hard to, to just come back from that game and to be perfect that next season and expect what we normally expect. Um, but I, I do think we're a year away, but man, it's fun winning now. I can tell you that. And the more we win now, the more confidence these, these young men are going to have to go into next season. It's going to be, it's going to be fun for, for guys like, like you and I to, uh, do some trolling. Like I know we, we definitely enjoy doing, but, um, Case the running back situation. What, what's your take on there? Who's who's going to be the guy coming out going into to, you know that 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 six seven game stretch where we're playing ranked opponents every week? Who's going to be our our trusted back? I think they wanted to be John Emery, right? I mean, like they they they're trying to make that work, and you know he got eleven carries. I think he didn't really perform though. Eleven carries, thirty two yards. And Goodwin has really kind of started to break out. He's averaging almost seven yards a carry. I think it's going to still be a little bit of a committee, but, dude, it, it feels like every time they throw Armani Goodwin out there, he makes things happen. He's undersized. He's not a big kid, but he's just tough. He, he, there's a little bit, and God knows I'm not comparing him directly to Clyde Edwards-Alaire as one of the best in school history, but there's a little bit of Clyde Edwards-Alaire there and that he's just undersized and he just makes it happen. I, I agree. I'm loving the third down transition with having Williams in there as that blocking back and then that give him a carrier on the goal line and him just – Pure heart, pure effort type of run to get to get in for that score in the third quarter. That was that was that was that was big to me because it, it, you, you could tell it's a team effort. It's not hey, I need the ball, I need the, I need a goal line carries. It's the guy that's doing the little things on third down and fourth down, which we were tremendous on in the second half uh, on converting those to give that guy some love and show him show him a carry on the goal line. That I think that speaks volumes about about how where this team's going to be. Brother, we usually start very local and then branch out. Today we branched out. Now let's come back local. It's the Cutoff Youth Center Hurricane uh, Festival Fair this weekend. I know that's big for the Youth Center, which means it's big for Biddy Basketball. Um, I know you're going to be out there having a good time. I plan to try to get out there tomorrow. Um, big weekend, bro. Hopefully the weather holds up. It's going to be hot, but you know, hopefully everybody's able to get under the pavilion, pass a good time, and uh, raise a bunch of money for a facility that does so much for so many people. Yeah, I'm excited about it. There's some some uh, some different types of food booths, and they're bringing in some different types of vendors that they haven't had in the past. Uh, I know they got the local guy that that does the the Firestone pizzas, and they got a a sausage and boudin company coming in on Ooh. Saturday. Like aside from our local flair that we always have, you know, with the local dishes and the, and the great people that come out and and, and devote their time to that, uh, we're gonna have some different types of things. And I haven't been too too embedded in, into what's going on, but I can tell you, I'm gonna be there at three o'clock. And I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start setting up. I know our our Betty booth is gonna be doing a uh, crawfish Acadiana, fried crawfish, and and meat pies. So I got a feeling we're gonna be pretty busy throughout the weekend. Like, let's say there's just like a newspaper reporter who wants to like just go hang out and like eat and stuff. Is that something that that's welcome during the weekend? Look, man, bring your chair. That's all you need. <laughs> you gotta you, you can come hang out in our booth. I'll. I'll, uh, we'll definitely take care of you for sure. Retired uh, South Lafourche Biddy board member. Maybe not retired forever, but, hey, you know how that stuff goes. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk more, about – More than welcome, Casey. Bring your chair. Very good. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints, man. They fall uh, to Tampa Bay in the Dome. Uh, kind of a disappointing game. They had control of it at times then kind of started turning it over and lost their tempers. And all things considered, they fall to Tampa Bay, and now they're 1-1 one one, taking on Carolina on Sunday. 
Bro, what what's going on, bro? Is look, I see an offense that though Tampa's defense is really good, I see an offense that stinks right now, man. Uh, Winston's throwing it all over the place. He's playing with a broken back, and like it feels like a wrestler gimmick. Where next game he'll be playing in a wheelchair. Like, what's going on with Winston right now? This Saints offense isn't any good. It looks like they they were starting to have some some success running the ball with Mark Ingram, who obviously runs about as hard as anybody in the league. But that fumble. Uh, late in the game when they were driving down to go up, I think that was that was the that was the end all be all. It was such a tightly contested game, a defensive battle, um, and I don't know if it if it was Tampa Bay's defense or the lack of the Saints' offense being able to sh- to throw that long ball um, kind of kept them a short field and they weren't able to get anything going. But look, if you that hurt, and first off, you know Winston is not gonna he's not gonna single handedly win you. Uh, you know, 12, 13 games in a season to get you to the Super Bowl. He's going to need some running. He's going to need a running back, and he's going to need maybe a little more help from from his wide receivers on to to be able to be successful. Right now, the offense is terrible. Uh, there's no threat of a long ball at all. You got Chris Olave just running basically fly routes and hoping that that Winston could hit him within five yards. And anytime that game's going to get a little close and and his feet are going to get a little uh, cluttered. He's going to start throwing those those high balls and probably to the wrong team. And uh, Devin White, he, he had he had a quote. I think it was uh, maybe on an Instagram live on on the way home in the plane on Leonard Fournette's Instagram live. Hey, uh, we knew her. he we knew he were going to he was going to throw us the ball. Like they people know that he knows that. And when things get tight, that that's not the guy that you that you kind of want back there. Um, now look, he looks great against the Falcons late in the game. Yeah, okay, you could throw that out there. But when you play someone that that's actively uh, that could actively compete in the game, it's a little bit different. So let's talk a little bit about middle school. But we're covering everything today. Uh, we, Golden Medal gets another win. You were at that one. They get a big fourteen to eight win over Logport. Um, you know, LCO gets knocked off. It looks like it's going to be Ed White in control of the Parish. But man, tell me about those lines. They were zero and two. They didn't win a game at all last season. Then all of a sudden, boy, they just found something. They're playing some good ball. Logport's not a bad football team. They get a win. They seal it with the defense, getting the interception. Um, man, they're dangerous. I've been telling people the last couple of weeks, this is a dangerous team to face the rest of the way. Totally different football team. Credit to the kids. Credit to the coaching staff. Um, I'll give a shout-out to, to my boy, Derek Bruner. He had the offense, and he was doing some things that, that even in the first four or five games, I, I didn't see. And creating some opportunities to get, getting kids the right ball, getting the kids in the right space with the football and um, – you know, they turned it over early in the second half. They were probably going in for that that score that that could have solidified the game earlier than it was. But what a freaking what a ball game! Uh, Lockport never backed down. Golden Meadow never backed down. And what you could tell they're working hard in practice. And Coach Curo must have these guys running because the first couple of games and you and I talked about it very very early in the season. They're gonna wear they're gonna wear down. Well, Golden Meadow didn't sign 15 new kids. They, you know, they don't have 15 new transfers coming in. It's the same exact kids that were there in ball game one. To, you know, to, to five now that, that we're here in, in you know, we going into week six, and they didn't they didn't wear down. They were wearing Lockport down mid third quarter. The offense was was carrying the load. Um, t- took the the clock, ran the clock. You know, keeping the ball on the ground, and, and Lockport was done. And they had to make a lot of subs. And once they started subbing, uh, it, it go to middle rank pretty much controlled the pace on on offense. But again, couldn't capitalize. Lockport came back, and like you said. Charles Colley with a huge interception with about 43 seconds left to, to seal the game for, for Golden Meadow to go up 14-8. and eight. I think they're now 3-2 and two on the season. 
Let's talk a little bit of wrestling, bro, because I got to tell you, there are a lot of people who are super excited about SmackDown tonight because there's this white rabbit stuff that has been very subtly teased. It started out as just a song that they were playing during in, like intermissions at house shows, and then now they've been subtly dropping some QR codes that when you scan it, it takes you to something teasing that. And then now the social media this morning for WWE is like, hey, the white rabbit arrives tonight. Um, everybody's speculating this is Bray Wyatt. I don't know who it is. doesn't really matter who it is to me. It's really unique and creative the way that they have slowly and subtly rolled this out. I'm excited to see who it is. You know, you alerted me of that, and or it may have been Nick Aber in our little group chat. But once I started kind of looking into that, I was like, "Man, this is really cool." And you know, not and especially not doing it all on TV, doing some of it just the crowd, where they're engaging crowd reactions on a certain thing and on you know on, on certain moves or whatever. But I'm a Bray Wyatt guy, always have been. I don't think he's he's ever gotten the the accurate push that he's he's deserved. I think he's a, he's a hardworking guy that comes from a, a you know a lineage. Of, of great professional wrestlers, and if it's him, I'm, I'm another reason to be excited about watching wrestling again. So I know we're probably the only two guys in the world talking about this on a radio show in, <laughs> uh, in, in Louisiana at the moment, but it's uh, tune in. Even if you don't like wrestling, it, it's entertaining. Um, you know, my oldest one, Kim, she's 10 years old, and her and I sit there and watch that, and it reminds me of some, some the older the older times where there's just a lot of good stuff going on. We had the big boxing match last weekend where Canelo beats Triple G and kind of wraps up that trilogy. It was a decisive victory, kind of beat him up a little bit. I didn't get a chance to see it. I was looking at the cards, and people were complaining, saying it shouldn't have been as close as the cards actually read. Uh, you watched it. Uh, how did it go down? Was uh, was Canelo that dominant over Triple G? He was. Um, I, I don't. I, I think it was maybe on my scorecard it was 8-4. to four. Um, Man, there's no way that... So Canelo easily won the last round. If he would not have won that last round on the card, two of those cards, it would have been a draw, and there's no way that fight was a draw. Oh my God. Triple G sat there for the first eight, nine, ten rounds and didn't do very much. He looked as old as he is, and he, he, looked, he may even look a little bit older. Uh, Canelo was the fresher, more aggressive, more powerful, and just more accurate boxer on that night. And it wasn't even, like I said, it wasn't even a very close fight. Eight to four is a stretch to my, in my imagination. As well, I was just finding rounds to give to him to just to, to make it worth watching, you know. Um, but he just he dominated him, and you know, fully anticipating Triple G to say, "Hey, this is my last fight." He's like, "No, man, I'm going to travel the world and continue fighting." He looked old, he looked sluggish, and and Canelo was ready, um, probably a little more hungry, being that he, he lost that last fight, and it looks like he's he's back into uh, to being Canelo. But he's going to end up moving to 175, which is crazy. To know that he was he was fighting at one well you know 145 147 to start his career and now he's going to go up to 175 pounds. So I don't know if that that speed is going to obviously carry, but does that power carry where he's going to be able to keep guys off of him? That's going to be very very interesting to see how his his career progresses as he gets a little bit older. So I saw on social media it was actually Bleacher Report that that published this that Mayweather's trying to pursue another fight with McGregor and you know Mayweather would prefer an exhibition but. If need be, that you're willing to make it an official fight. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, Floyd is three, four years past relevancy. And I'm not, I shouldn't say relevancy, but three, four years past his peak of relevancy. Conor McGregor hasn't won a fight in forever, even in the cage where he's supposed to be the big, you know, the big dog. Dude, is this would would this even still be a draw anymore? Like, I feel like they would obviously make some money, right? But would this still be something that everybody would be talking about? 
it would be a it, to take a wrestling term. It, it's a gimmick fight at this point. Mayweather is still doing exhibitions in in uh, overseas and like in uh, Saudi Arabia or some somewhere in that uh, that Middle Eastern area. He's made, he's raking in cash and he looks awful. You know, just seeing some of the the weigh-in photos and the press conference photos. This guy, uh, he's lived the life. He's, you know, he's boxing. He's five, six years old, and he's taken a lot of beatings throughout his career. He looks at. I, I would, if I was him, I'm, I'm not getting in the cage with McGregor, even though he hasn't won. McGregor still looks like he's in tip-top condition, just from kind of looking from uh, from photo to photo. McGregor would probably demolish him at this point. And that, that's I'm a boxing guy. I just, in my opinion, that that's what would happen. Would people watch? Obviously, everybody's always looking for you know that, that three ring circus to follow for the weekend, but it's not wouldn't get half of the attention that it, it received in the first the first fight. Yeah, it'd be a shame. Well, look, brother, I know you got a meeting coming up. We thank you so much for the time. We'll do this again next Friday, okay? Hey, awesome time, Case. Come see me at the fair. Thanks again. Yes, sir. That is Damien St. Pierre doing a great job as always. Let's catch a break when we get back on play by play. We're going to Chandler Gitros. We're firing on all cylinders out of the gate. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Off. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. True story. I am driving in Galliano on Wednesday, and I'm passing by South Lafouche High School, and I see, well, the lights are on. And then I realize, oh, snap, you know, the Tarpon freshmen and JV are playing. So I decide, you know what, let's go make it happen. I had the camera in the car, and, you know, we went out and we shot the Tarpons. They get victories in the freshman and JV games. I was out there looking like a homeless man and walking around in flip-flops, and I wasn't dressed for the occasion, but the Tarpons take care of business and get the win, and we have their freshman coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Doing great, man. Look, the kids looked at you like a celebrity. Is that Casey just clear here? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, they, they were excited. They elevated their game. Apparently, bro, they get a win. Both teams take care of business. I know you were proud of the way your team played. The game went back and forth. And I know what you were most proud of, man, is, look, I had a little adversity there in the middle to late stages of the game, but held on, got some first downs late, kept them out of the end zone in the two-point conversion, did some of the things late to ice it that maybe you guys hadn't done earlier in the year. I know it's got to make you proud. Yeah, for sure, man. And look, I could uh, I could talk about you know not being totally happy with our offensive output uh, as far as uh, capitalizing on drives, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's about getting getting the win and doing enough to win the game. So uh, definitely, uh, very happy for our kids. They've been working hard. They deserve that, and they've been in every game that we've uh, we played. You know, uh, all besides the Estrahan, where a one score game. Uh, so it's uh, you know just very uh, very happy for those guys. They deserved it. Dude, I got to tell you, let's start with defense for a second, bro. You've got some kids that are mean and nasty, and I mean that as a compliment. Some kids that are hitting hard. Um, tell us about some of those boys on defense, bro, because I, I don't know the names. I know the numbers, and I got a lot of pictures of dudes sticking their helmet in other people's chests. You guys were hitting hard on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, look, it starts up front. We had our, uh, you know, just to help out with the defensive line a little bit because we were very, very thin there. We moved our two inside linebackers, Haven Green and Connor Lewis, to our defensive ends. And those guys, they're, they're actually stand-up ends, more like, a, you know, just outside rush guys. Uh, but they do a tremendous job. I think that they just do a great job of setting the edge and funneling everything inside. And uh, we moved one of our outside backers, Macon Harris, uh, who was uh, number 13, the guy that was in on a lot of those, a lot of those big collisions. Um, and he just is, is a tremendous, you know, uh, just, I don't, it's hard to say the word headhunter now, uh, because that's a kind of faux pas, uh, but he's not trying to hurt people. He, he just goes out and, uh, you know, he thuds you up good and he's a very good ball player. Uh, we were rotating in other guys at the backer spots and, um, uh, you know, on the back end, uh, Jaden Lee does a great job for us keeping everything in front. And uh, defensive linemen, we've been rotating a lot of our offensive linemen in there. We actually started uh, Lucas Harrison and Talon Tran. They did a tremendous job. I thought Bryce Summers did a great job as well rotating in. And then a lot of our offensive linemen that we talked about last week rotating in those tackle spots. Boy, uh, Rash runs the ball hard in the backfield, dude. And look, your quarterback, Big uh, Big T out there, Terrence Peacher, controls the game and you know, manages the huddle well. And heck, both of those kids played in the JV game, and you would have never been able to tell that they were ninth graders there either because they didn't look their age at all. Uh, some some good-looking kids, bro. You guys got some guys that uh, that are playing in both games and are making an impact in both games. 
For sure, man. And, uh, you know, Terrence has, uh, you know, been a big part. I believe he uh, got, a, I think he was the quarterback at LCO, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. last year. Uh, so he, he's been a lot of, uh, you know, been in a lot of big games, obviously. But a kid like Ress, who, you know, might have been overshadowed by Landon Jarvis uh, the year before, probably didn't get as many carries. I think he played more on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, for us, he starts as our tailback, and he does a tremendous job. I know he was a little bit disappointed the last couple of weeks, giving up a couple of fumbles. But he's uh, uh, we don't really keep stats, but, I mean, he's been pushing, you know, pretty heavy yardage all season. And he's uh, he's not a home run hitter. He's not going to, you know, outrun uh, some of the faster DBs that we play. But, you know, between the tackles, he's shifting, and he makes the most out of every run just by running as hard as he does. And, uh, you know, what can you say about Terrence just – so talented, uh, love his leadership. He has great command of it, and he's just such a smart football player. Uh, last week was his first week playing quarterback for the, or this week was his first week playing quarterback for the JV game as well. And that's what uh, Coach Williams was just so uh, kind of first time working with him, amazed with was just his football IQ and uh, you know great player. And we look forward to what we see from him in years to come. If it's uh, you know staying at quarterback or possibly at another position, he brings a great deal to the table. You know, and one of the guys that I was going to ask about is, is also Terrence on the defensive backfield. But, dude, you got – okay, there were a couple of times where they were just, like, throwing some out routes or, like, some hooks, and he was jumping in there and almost intercepting it and taking it to the house if he got his hands on it. And then the same thing with Andraven Hughes. They're, they're throwing it up, you know, like throwing some flies or whatever, and your kids are reacting and are attacking the ball. That's something you see college guys not do sometimes. How often do you watch a college game where they're – running with their face towards the receiver. They never turn and look to the ball. You've got some ninth graders that are turning and looking to the ball. That's pretty impressive to see. Absolutely. And uh, with, with Dre and uh, Terrence specifically, they really only play third downs or, you know, nitty-gritty near the goal line just to save them for offense as best we can. But you're right, man. They're, they're ball hawks. And I believe this was the first game that we actually didn't come down with the pick. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had five of them uh, just by the way those guys attacked the ball. And, uh, you know, just tremendous athletes. Uh, I haven't seen them play other sports, but I, I could tell <laughs> the type of athletes those two kids are. And, uh, you know, it's everybody. Uh, James Billiard almost got one, yep. two jumping around. That would have been a pick six. Uh, you know, so definitely uh, very excited about it. If a ball is laying up there, if a quarterback's not hitting the spot, our guys are going to get it. I know that at the freshman level, like, there's no playoffs to look forward to. There's no PowerPoints or anything. But, dude, just morale-wise, locker room-wise, I know it feels good to win one, bro. Those kids must have been super jacked up. No, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, probably a couple of them that we should have won uh, earlier in the year. We just didn't uh, didn't finish the deal for whatever reason. Uh, but, yeah, they were absolutely jacked up uh, for the, you know, 15 of them that I got to talk, got to, talk to after the game because the rest got to go play in the JV game because uh, they're, you know, they're performing at that level. So, uh, yeah, and uh, practice yesterday was great. Uh, you know, a lot of energy. We do a lot of conditioning our days after the game as opposed to banging up on each other. Uh, but you're right. We could definitely, uh, you know, see a little bit more of a glow in their eyes what's next what, what you guys uh, varsity wise are taking on lutcher next week so are you guys taking on lutcher's uh, freshman squad next week i believe not i'm gonna have to uh, double check with coach young but on the schedule it is just a jv game i'm not sure if that was for uh, travel purposes or anything like that but on our schedule it is listed as just a jv game uh so uh as of right now we're planning on having off next week and getting back to work uh you know with more heavy practice days there won't be a walkthrough day we're gonna you know be able to put a little bit more in offensively and defensively and uh we'll take advantage of that and get back to action the following week 
Well, I got to ask you now, and this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. You know, two Fridays ago is when the ruling comes down that all the classifications are changed. And then last Friday, we randomly had a fifth classification for basketball and baseball. Okay, so like at 3 o'clock today, what's going to happen? Are they going to change the pitch count? Are they going to say you're playing nine innings now? Like what rap, Like what drastic change are we going to have today that we're not expecting to see? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go to Euro soccer style. And if uh, <laughs> you, know, you don't perform for a couple of years, you get knocked down a peg. I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's uh but like you say, these last two Fridays, who knows what to expect. I'll be uh, cutting grass at the baseball field at that time, listening to some music and trying to tune it out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, stuff's coming every uh, every couple of weeks. So uh, just uh, bear with it and come January, February, we'll see where we're at. I know you're an LSU football fan, so let me ask you about that in this you know, piece of the show. We, we had Damien on, and he's a big LSU guy as well. Dude, it's really cool. Like, look. We all loved Coach O, right? And I know that he's a close family friend and everything of the store. We all love the dude. But there seems like a different flavor right now. They're, they're doing some things a little bit differently, and it's starting to sizzle, and it's starting to, you know, have some impacts. The last 31 minutes of the game against Mississippi State, LSU won the game 31-3. to And I tell everybody, and I've been saying it all week here, if there were a fifth quarter in that game, LSU would have beat the snot out of him. It would have got worse before it would have got better. It was really cool to see an underdog team that had complete control at the end. Boy, those boys are starting to get good. Absolutely. And, uh, look, you know, I was, uh, you know, we all respect and love the job Coach Moffitt did here for a long time. But I think you could say the same thing about the Florida State game. If they would have played a fifth quarter in that Florida State game, LSU probably wins by two scores. That, that, they just took that game by the throat, uh, you know. Um, so definitely you can tell the conditioning's up. Uh, it's a, it's a different level right now. And, you know, just the energy around the program, uh, you know, quarterback does a great job managing the offense, uh, and people, uh, who would put the one loss of the season on the quarterback are morons. Uh, it was not his fault. Uh, the offensive line got a lot better over these last couple of weeks. And I think you've seen the results, six touchdowns, no interceptions for the quarterback. Uh, fourth quarter, they were able to run it whenever they wanted it. Uh, so just the tremendous, uh, and shoot the defense. I mean, uh, just flying around looking like uh, an LSU defense of a, couple, a decade or so ago. So really great to see uh, the energy around the program, and it's exciting. Uh, you know, this week should be a cakewalk, but then after that you got uh, Auburn, who is a dumpster fire in itself right now, uh, and then Tennessee in a couple of weeks should be a pretty good one. I think it'll be a top-10 team against a top-25 team, so looking forward to that. Yeah, no doubt. Before we let you go, I know that you don't do a whole lot with the varsity, but you're peeking in every once in a while in those meetings. BJ said, hey, Got to tackle a good running back. Got to play clean. Are those some of the things in the scouting report that you're hearing too? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the South Terrebonne back, I believe, is number six. Uh, he's a tough kid uh, from everything that we're hearing. Uh, expect him to be featured a lot tonight. It's about, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, making the tackle at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think once guys get going, it's been a little bit tough for our back end guys to either catch them or make a tackle if it's a bigger back. So I think definitely stopping the back before he could get this momentum going is a key to victory tonight. And, uh, you know, just possessing the ball, man, possessing the ball, having long drives, and uh, trying to shorten up the game as best you can. Beautiful. Sounds good, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, man. All right, Casey. Have a good one, man. That's Coach Chandler Guitros with South Lafouche football. Um, also, of course, South Lafouche baseball. It's whenever it gets to baseball season, we'll ask him about the leadoff hitters and the closers and the relief pitchers and the starters and all that good stuff. Um, but let's catch a break. When we get back out of this break, we're going to break down all the madness tonight. We've got a lot of Friday night football tonight. We'll tell you about it all in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dofriend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Play here on KLEB. Before we dive into some of the things we expect to see tonight, uh, let's thank our sponsors. We didn't get a chance to do that at the open of the show because we had Damien on the line. Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name, Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Rouse's Markets feels like home, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Tomorrow, tomorrow, join us Saturdays, 10 o'clock, for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois. 
and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. It's the Sports Corner. Also, reminder, tonight, I was about to say tomorrow, no, today is Friday, just Claire. Join us every Friday night for varsity football coverage. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafouche and South Terrebonne. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and then also Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. We thank them all so much for their support. Can't wait to see our friends out in Berg a little bit later today. Last night we had several scores of interest, or several scores around the state, rather. Not a whole lot of scores of interest locally, but if you're a statewide football fan, all these PowerPoint games matter for somebody. So we'll give you a rundown of the scoreboard. Baker beats East Iberville 34-20. to Sophie B. Wright beats Higgins 36-8. Bird beats Captain Shreve 25 to 20. Vidalier beats Buckeye 32 to 12. Hanson Memorial gets a win 35 nothing against Highland Baptist. Capital of Baton Rouge 14. The Willow School 12. St. John 41. West St. Mary 0. Madison Prep 26. Parkview Baptist 7. Grand Lake 26. Oakdale 20 in overtime. Wow, that was a good ball game. Pope John Paul 35. Ben Franklin 16. North Vermillion 35. Lorville 21. Denham Springs 28. Franklin 20. Riverdale 34, Grace King 32. South Lafouche gets a power point with this one. St. Louis Catholic 45, Kinder 14. South Lafouche takes on St. Louis a little later in the year. Acadiana 55, Lafayette 6. I saw Lafayette with my own eyes earlier this season when they played HL Bourgeois. That's a good football team. If they're losing 55-6 to to somebody, Acadiana must be damn good as they always are. Dunham 20, Ascension Catholic 19. Um... The only local score last night was Central Catholic 48, Covenant Christian 12. So the Eagles get a victory over the Lions 48-12. to uh, Central Catholic stays rolling. We had their coach on earlier in the, in the preseason, and he was saying, hey, man, I think I got a good football team. They're now 3-1. They take, they take care of business over CCA. Now, some of the matchups tonight, uh, we've kind of loosely broken some of these down, um, but now we'll get to you uh, kind of hot and heavy here. Central Lafouche and Franklin. Can the Central Lafouche football team handle expectations? Handle expectations. It's easy to play whenever everybody in the area and the state thinks you're going to lose every week. It's easy to play. You know, you don't have nothing to lose. If you lose, hey, screw it. Everybody thought we were going to lose. Now, they win last week. They're favored to win today. Now that momentum's different. You're taking the field and everybody's expecting you to win. Not a single player on that program or in that program on that roster right now have ever experienced that feeling. And I'm sure it's been a big point of emphasis on Coach Pop and his staff this week is we've got to keep these kids grounded. Because, look, Franklin is not a very good football team. Let's be honest. And if Central Lafouche plays well, they're going to win tonight, and they're going to win decisively tonight. Franklin this season in three games has been blown out. It's about every time. They lost 13-6 to to Brobridge, 20-8 to to MLK Charter, and 40-22 to to Berwick. Central Lafouche should, in theory, take care of that tonight. 
But can you play with expectations? Can you play with the knowledge of knowing, hey, we're supposed to win? That comes with a little bit of pressure, right? I'll be keeping a close eye on that tonight. That'll be a score I'll be watching. A game that I'll be glued to the scoreboard updates is East St. John and Thibodeau. On paper, Thibodeau should lose this game. Thibodeau lost badly to St. James. East St. John beat St. James. On paper, Thibodeau should lose this game. I think that there are some things that you could read between the tea leaves tonight that'll lead you to believe that Thibodeau may win this game tonight. St. James just got three, four, five starters out of LHSA jail. They had some kids who were ineligible after transferring into the program. It's crazy how just droves of kids all move and they all move to the same areas, right? And they're all like four-star players. It's crazy how that works, right? Like there's a there's a, always such a big market for talented wide receivers and defensive backs to move to like let's say Zachary, Louisiana, or like let's say to St. James or like to the Monroe area. It's crazy how that works, right? Just a coincidence. It's not athletics related, just a coincidence. But anywho, St. James just recently added a couple of kids. Those kids weren't there whenever they played East St. John earlier in the year. Made them a completely different football team. I think Thibodeau, with some of the tweaks they've made, moving guys both ways, I think Thibodeau's going to be in that one tonight. H.L. Bourgeois and Terrebonne. Terrebonne, you've got a chance to make a statement tonight. You're better than H.L. Bourgeois. But, as Tyler Lewis said earlier in the week, man, like we made some mistakes. We've kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. You do some of those little things. Look, Bourgeois is not terrible, right? They, 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 could, they could play a little bit. They could control the clock. They could do some things. You make some mental mistakes. You turn over the ball. You have penalties. You do all the different things that Ellender did last week. You're going to get beat. Terrebonne's got a chance to make a statement. Also, a quasi-local game. I want to see the score of Destrehan and Hanville. I think Destrehan is going to clobber Hanville tonight. I think Destrehan is going to clobber everybody that they play in the area. But if Hanville could, you know, keep that one close, lose by a touchdown, or maybe even somehow find a way to get the upset, it kind of gives everybody else a little bit of hope, right? Because Hanville's not invincible. They they're two and one. They got two close wins and they got blasted by Newman. Kind of gives everybody hope a little bit if that game's a little bit close. I don't think it will be. But not sure enough if we're going to be following the scores to see. 4A, Ellen the Memorial. I'm talking directly to you. It better not be close tonight against Morgan City. Better not be close. Every week we have Jesse Turner on. And he says the same thing, man, bro. We're close, but we're just making mistakes. We're shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, with penalties, turnovers. I watched your game against HL Bourgeois. You guys went up and down the field. You get into the red zone. You turn over the ball. They got to start finishing those drives. It begins tonight. You're facing a Morgan City team that you should beat. That should be a dominant 44-6 to type score for Ellender. Take care of business. Leave no doubt. Vanderbilt and Lutcher. Vanderbilt's going to need a Herculean performance tonight. From Jalen Coleman. Herculean performance. Like we're talking 250 yards rushing, you know, maybe 50, 60 yards receiving, maybe a return if he does returns. I would imagine that he would. When you're facing a team on the road that is as prolific as Lutcher is, and they're so explosive, they're so gifted. When you're facing a team that, that that's that good in their place, you need your best players to be superhuman good. 
Coleman has that ability. He has that ability to go off tonight. And Vanderbilt's going to need it because defensively, you're going to be challenged. The Lutcher offense is ridiculous. Their quarterback is ridiculous. The only way you're going to consistently stop them is if they consistently stop themselves with penalties or turnovers or whatever it may be. They're going to score. It's going to be up to Vanderbilt to try to make some things happen to try to limit their opportunities. And then tonight, South Levution, South Terrebonne. Nope, I'll save that one for last. Never mind. Let's not do it right now. E.D. White and Woodlawn of Baton Rouge. Can the E.D. White defense make Ricky Collins uncomfortable in the pocket? And if he's uncomfortable in the pocket, will he start throwing it to the E.D. White defense? Because that's what they did to Walker Howard last year in the playoffs. They kept him bottled up in the pocket, and they forced a few turnovers. And then on the flip side to that, can the E.D. White offense remain explosive against 5A-level athletes? They've been scoring points all over the place on everybody that they've played. They haven't yet faced a team as good as this one. One of the big challenges that E.D. White faced in the state championship game was whenever the going got tough, they had a hard time moving the football forward and breaking through. Can they make it happen tonight against Woodlawn on the road in Baton Rouge facing a 5A club? If they could score 30-plus points, that's a big statement. It's a big statement. Homer Christian tonight against Riverside Academy. <clears throat> you're, you're a huge underdog. And look, Butch knows it. Butch knows it. Go out, play, have fun. If things go your way and it's close in the second half, go steal it. If not, just some learning experiences, man. You're getting some tape against a really good team, and you could figure out some ways that you could – Maybe try to replicate some of the things that they do. They're the biggest underdog on the schedule tonight locally. They, they're they aware of that. But they're approaching and embracing that, hey, let's shock the world mentality. Who knows? Any given Friday night, anything can happen. We'll see how it shakes out. And lastly, the game you'll be able to hear right here, which is South Lafouche and South Terrebonne. From the Gators' perspective first, can they finally finish one? South Terrebonne is 0-3 on the season. They could have just as easily been 3-0 on the season. Read you the scores. 27-21, 19-14, Six points, five points, three points. Loose math, they've lost their three games by a combined 14 points. Tonight, can they finally finish the deal? When it gets close, can they grab it by the throat and say, all right, this one's ours? Conversely to that, can South Lafouche get a little bit of a spark somewhere? Maybe even early in the game. Play from out front a little while. Against Central Lafouche, they were always chasing. They were they got behind early. They were always chasing points. Even to the final seconds of the game, they were always chasing points. Can you force a turnover? Like all year long. They've been the team that, you know, has the bad snap at the wrong time or misses the extra point at the wrong time or, you know, drops a punt snap at the wrong time. Can they force the opponent to do something at the wrong time tonight? When South Terrebonne's buried deep in their own territory and it's third and 15, can they be the ones to get the strip sack and get a short field for a touchdown? Can they be the ones that, you know, have, you know, the opponent muff a punt or whatever it may be? If they could get a little bit of that lady luck, who knows? That'll be a good game tonight. 
You'll be able to hear it right here at 7 o'clock. By the end of the night tonight, we're going to know a lot about our local districts and about our local teams. There are a lot of teams in this area tonight that have a chance to make a statement. Who's going to step up, stick out their chest, and say, hey, no more? Because it's been a rough start to the year locally. And who's going to wilt and say, hey, man, I don't know if this is going to be a playoff year for us. There are a lot of teams that are playing for playoff positioning tonight. Big playoff positioning. Big opportunities to earn power points. By 11 o'clock tonight, we're going to know a lot more about where a lot of these local teams stand. This is a big, big night for our area. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk a little Thursday night football, maybe a little LSU, maybe a little Saints as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our skeeter beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed at riley john's blue boot foundation our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. There's one NFL game already in the books, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers falling to the Cleveland Browns by a final score of 29 to 17. I had to go and look it up because I remember there was that crazy play at the end. I didn't remember if Cleveland had kicked an extra point or not. They did not. The Browns went 29 to 17. It wasn't that much of a blowout. The Steelers actually had the ball down six late. Try the hook and ladder. It doesn't work. The Browns pick it up, scoop it, and score, and they win 29-17. to couple notes about that game. <clears throat> Let's start from the Cleveland perspective. If you're a better, and I am, and you got a dollar or two, and literally all it's going to take is a dollar or two to throw around over on FanDuel or DraftKings or Caesar or whatever, whatever app you use, if you got a dollar or two to throw around, it's not a terrible bet to go and place money on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. Hear me out. I, I, I hear you guys screaming at the radio. Hear me out. The Browns are now 2-1. and one. Okay? I'm pulling up the odds right now, and I'll tell you exactly where they stand. They're 44-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're playing and winning right now with Jacoby Brissett, who's terrible. And, and Brissett actually did play well yesterday. Um, maybe I shouldn't say terrible. He's he's average at best. They've got a great roster. They've got really good receivers. They've got a strong power running game. Nick Chubb is an animal. Kareem Hunt runs hard. Got Amari Cooper and Joku at tight end. Like they've got a good short passing game, good strong running game. Brissett's not very good. You're going to get Deshaun Watson back. And it'll be a little later in the year. Yeah, it will. You got Atlanta next week. That could be well, three and one. Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals before the bye week. That's all pretty tough. But you steal, let's say, one of those three games. You're sitting at what? Four and four? Okay. The schedule is going to be tough, right? And the schedule is the biggest detriment. But what I'm getting at is if they could just survive until Watson gets back and somehow sneak in, just somehow, somehow sneak in, you're looking at a really good football team that could do a lot of things really well because they're doing some things well right now as is. They should be, if not for crazy onside kick and fluke stuff at the end of the game, they should be 3-0 and without their quarterback. Now, perspective is everything, right? They also haven't played a team worth a damn, including the Steelers, who are awful. You beat Carolina on the road. You're losing home to the Jets. You beat the Steelers. 
They haven't played anybody worth a rip. But I'm just telling you, if you want to go and waste a dollar somewhere, there are worse ways to waste it than laying it on, you know, one dollar on forty-four to one on the Cleveland Browns. If they win the Super Bowl, you win near fifty bucks. Uh, because that's not a bad football team. They don't have a great quarterback right now. He's coming. But they've got just about everything else. And when Watson gets back, either later this season or next season, if they could keep this core together, that's a team that no one wants to play. Because they're able to be brutally physical, giving it to Chubb and bullying people. They're also able to win on the outside with Cooper. And when when they get that quarterback play, look out. Now, from the Steelers' perspective, the Steelers are now 1-2. and two. The Steelers are terrible. The Steelers got to figure some things out here. Remember, we talked about in the offseason for the loyal listeners, the people who listen every day, and I appreciate you all so much. We talked about the Steelers are doing something a little different, right? They invested all their money on defense and just kind of abandoned the offense and said, hey, we'll beat you 14-10. to 10. Well, here's the problem with that. They're not holding opponents to 14 nor 10. Their defense is kind of letting them down a little bit. They can't stop the run. Last week against New England, New England was gashing them, was running the football pretty hot and heavy. Had 124 rush yards on 31 carries, four yards a carry. Damian Harris had 71 rush yards. Stevenson had 47 rush yards. Last night, the Browns were bullying Pittsburgh up front. Ran for 171 yards, four and a half a pop. Nick Chubb, 113 yards. Kareem Hunt, 47 yards. So if you're a defense that doesn't dominate and you're relying on your dominant defense, you're in trouble. Especially when you have Mitch Trubisky, who's not going anywhere fast. Trubisky is the prototype, stereotypical backup quarterback. He could keep you in a game. He could maybe even win you a game. But if he's the starter and he's playing the full 60 minutes, you're not going anywhere fast. You're going to just kind of slowly plot along. Your offense won't lose you the game, but it won't win you the game. And the Steelers have got to figure out some answers. They've got a rookie quarterback. A lot of folks are saying it's time to, to see what you got. I'm of that belief. It's time to see what he's got. He's 24. He played a lot of football at Pittsburgh in college. He shouldn't be shell-shocked. If he is, maybe you made a mistake. It's time to give him a shot, see what he could do. Because guess what? What are you trying to save, right? The idea of playing Trubisky is, all oh, we're not giving up on the season yet. What are you trying to save? I've seen Buffalo play. I've seen Kansas City play. I've seen a lot of the big dogs and the Ravens and you know all the other teams in the AFC play. You're not even close to those teams right now. You're not even close to those teams right now. Denver should get better. They're 1-1. They should get better. The Chargers are 1-1. They should continue to get better. You're not even close to those teams right now. So what you're trying to save is something not worth saving. The Steelers, and I get it, they're a prideful organization. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season and all these crazy things that you hear every time that they play. It's time to abandon ship and say, hey, we're playing picket and one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to find a spark and he'll help us and we'll improve or it's going to tank and he's going to have some growing pains and we're going to be better prepared for the future. 
because you're not winning the AFC. You're not winning the Super Bowl. You're just trying to kick the can down the road, and it ain't working. Trubisky is taking you nowhere fast. It's time to see what you've got in your rookie. LSU tomorrow will be without Kayshawn Booty, who is going to be missing time because of the birth of his son, which was yesterday. The birth went okay. Thankfully, the baby and mom are both okay. Uh, Booty will be out of the action, out of action. I hope, and this is a sincere hope, I hope that coming out of this, with that distraction out of the way, and I don't mean distraction in a bad way because bringing a child into the world is an amazing and a beautiful thing, and I'm so happy for Kayshawn, and I'm so happy, you know, for everybody involved in that, you know, that process. It's not a, it's not a bad distraction. I'm not saying it as a negative. But it is time-consuming, and it does make you worry and everything. I hope that now that that distraction's out of the way, it's full steam ahead, and the kid comes back and starts balling. Because he's better than what he's been showing. And I get it, he's open at times, not getting the ball, whatever, baby. But he's still better than what he's been showing. Take the week off. And for everybody yelling and screaming, oh, bro, why is he not playing? Take the week off. You don't need him against New Mexico. And let's come back. Let's get into the meet of conference play, and let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. I don't expect any drama tomorrow, but I will say this. New Mexico does have a solid defense. Their offense is a train wreck, but they do have a solid defense. Don't be surprised if, especially early in the game, LSU's having the punted around a little bit, maybe struggling, before they eventually break the ice. I think LSU will win, oh, 37-6 type of thing. They'll be in control. But early, while they're figuring out that defense, it might be a little bit of a grind. NFL-wise, New Orleans is taking on Carolina on the road. And for whatever reason, I'm a little bit worried about this one for New Orleans. In fact, ESPN's matchup predictor now has Carolina favored to win. 50.1% chance to win, 49.3 for New Orleans, 0.6% a tie. Saints are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Winston's battling a back injury. Now randomly he has an ankle injury. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Carolina's got a big explosive wide receiver threads, Baker Mayfield, who's not very good, but he's better than what they've had in years past. Carolina's always kind of been a place where New Orleans has kind of walked through the mud a little bit, then always play their best ball. At 0-2 is when you're the most desperate that you're going to be as a team. Coach is coaching for his job out there. You're going to get a spirited effort from Carolina, and if the Saints win decisively, it would be a good good measuring stick of, hey, man, that's a good win. That's a good win. Got to slow down Christian McCaffrey, especially in the passing game. Got to put them up against the chains. And then offensively, the Saints got to stick to the running game. Damn. Damn, it was frustrating watching them get six, seven yards running the football against Tampa and then just never doing it again. Stick to the running game. If you don't trust that your running backs are going to run the ball without fumbling, then find you some running backs who are going to run the ball without fumbling. But just not running at all with Jameis Winston's not an option. He's getting sacked too much. You can't protect him in obvious pass situations all game long. You've got to figure out a way to sustain that ground game. And I want Carmichael and Allen and whoever the heck on that offensive staff's making those decisions to say, hey, we're running it 45 times. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to get you some weekend predictions. We'll talk about some things that I'm expecting to see in the world of sports. We'll be right back after this break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home come on yeah if you want it all back jump to your feet right now for the kingdom's upward violence but the violent take it take it by force Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLED. We've got about another 20 minutes or so to spend with you all. It is time to get our weekend predictions, predicting some things that we're expecting to see in the world of sports over the next so 72 or so hours. We lead off with this. It's a, uh, you know, if you're a patron of mine over on Patreon, you'll know this already. We posted this yesterday, kind of hinted it earlier in the show. I think Thibodeau is going to beat St. John. I just look at the matchup. I see that East St. John played a St. James team that was 
not as good as they are now. They've been playing some kind of teams that are winless and struggling through. And Dugas says that he thinks he could take advantage of something in the kicking game, maybe block a kick, maybe get good field position throughout the game. If you can't kick against Thibodeau, it puts you at a disadvantage because if they're starting at the 40-yard line all game long, their offense doesn't need the help. If you can't punt and you're giving them good field position, their offense doesn't need the help. You don't kick extra points. That hamstrings you. Can't kick field goals. That hamstrings you. I think Thibodeau at home, maybe I'm wrong, and I'll admit it Monday if I am. I think they're going to circle the wagons and get a much, much needed win. That's a game that they need to have because, y'all, bro, tough schedule. We're going to get power points. You know how you also get power points? By winning games. Thibodeau needs to start winning some of these 50-50 games, and I think they will. I think they're going to beat East St. John tonight. Prediction number two, I think the Saints are going to win too, but I think it's going to be a struggle out in Carolina. I'm just not ready to say that New Orleans offense could score a bunch of points on anybody, right? So like this idea, like you you want to say, all right, well, they'll win by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, they'll win 28 to 14. How are they scoring 28 points, Right. They scored 27 in the opener. Almost all of it came in the fourth quarter. They were terrible before that. And last week against Tampa, they scored 10. Um, and I get it. The Buccaneers' defense is a different animal, right? They're you know they're a much better team uh, defensively than Carolina is. But Carolina's not horrible defensively. They're only allowing 321 yards per game coming in. Hell, that's less than what New Orleans' great defense is allowed coming in. So Carolina's going to be able to put up a fight. I think New Orleans is going to struggle to score. And I think that New Orleans is going to win it in the fourth quarter. But it'll be close, 20-14 to 14 type game. It's not going to be a game where they get a whole lot of separation. These NFC South games rarely are games like that. And I think that it'll be another game where New Orleans has to grind, but they will get the division win. Prediction number three. I think that LSU's defense is going to dominate on tomorrow out in Tiger Stadium. I think that they're going to cruise past New Mexico. The New Mexico offense is a wreck. Um, they run some type of <clears throat> option-based. I don't know what they run. It, it's it's not a very, very good offense. Through three games, they're averaging 286 yards per game, 126 yards passing, 160 yards rushing. Um Good defenses shut them down almost completely. Las Vegas is not expecting them to score really at all. This LSU is a 31.5 point favorite, but the over under is just 45. So you do the math there. Vegas is thinking it'll be 38 to 7, um, which I think heck is about right. <laughs> I think that facing a team that's so run heavy, the Tigers are going to bottle up the run, force them into some passing situations, and they won't be able to move the football at all. I think LSU's defense is going to dominate control the game throughout, and there's not going to be a whole lot of drama other than what I said in the last segment, which is that I do think New Mexico's defense is strong. They've only allowed 263 yards uh, per game so far this year. I think their defense is strong, and they're going to make LSU punt it a few times and look uncomfortable a few times. But outside of that, I'm not anticipating nor expecting any types of issues. Uh, next weekend prediction that we have here on the list, I think that Aaron Judge is going to hit his record-setting home run. Goodness, did he come close last night. He killed a ball to center that would have been out of almost every other park in the bigs, and it just died at the wall. 
He almost got it. I think that you could only keep him down for so long because he's got such a long swing. He's going to make contact and connect eventually. I think this is the weekend. I think that Judge Hell facing Rich Hill tonight. Rich Hill's 44 years old, 43 years old, whatever he is. He's a soft-tossing lefty. He's going to hang one out over the plate. Judge is going to tomahawk, and it may even happen tonight. I like Judge to tie and then maybe even break that record uh, with Maris, uh, get his big home run. Next prediction. I think whatever WWE is doing with the White Rabbit thing, don't know what it's what it is yet and remains to be seen. I, I, I could speculate like anybody else. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, the thing that I like the most about professional wrestling is not actually the action in the ring. Because look, I know the action in the ring is scripted, right? It's the storytelling that makes you care about the action in the ring that intrigues me. It's like a soap opera. It's like a male soap opera. There are people who are in conflict. There's good, there's evil. There's a lot of cinematics and theatrics and acting and how they could draw that emotion out of people is what intrigues me and intrigues others. This whole thing started based on dropping QR codes here and there and playing songs during house shows that weren't televised. And it's all been played very, very subtly, but very, very effectively. And I think it's going to be really cool what ends up happening with this. Is it Bray Wyatt? I would say probably 80, 85% chance. Yes, it is. Is it someone else? Uh, who knows? But whatever it may be, I think it's going to be a really cool thing and a really big deal. And I think it's going to be something that's going to draw a pretty nice number for SmackDown tonight. And something that I think is going to continue some of the momentum that they're trying to carry forward. Weekend prediction. Tennessee tomorrow is going to slaughter Florida. Florida's not a good football team, y'all. We, in the opener, drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, bro, they, they beat Utah. Uh, Napier, LSU should have hired Napier. The Florida offense looks a whole lot like the UL offense, and I don't mean that as a compliment because a lot of times the UL Lafayette offense under Napier looked exactly like this. Can't throw it at all. Let's throw it and get 110 yards passing in the game. Let's try to run it, get 300 yards rushing in the game. Let's control the game on the ground. That may work when you're facing ULM. That may work when you're facing Troy. That may work when you're facing whoever the hell's in that conference. That ain't going to work in the SEC, bro. They got by Utah because it was a hot night in Gainesville. It was emotional. Utah kind of kicked the ball around and then tired out defensively. It didn't work against Kentucky. Got their ass kicked in the swamp. It barely worked against South Florida last week. It ain't going to work against Tennessee. You've got to be able to score to keep up with Tennessee. They're averaging 52 points a game. They've got one of the most explosive offenses in the country, getting 553 yards per game. They're going to score a lot, and Florida's slow-paced, all that slow-the-game-down offense won't be able to keep up. Anthony Richardson has zero touchdowns and four interceptions this season. The Florida offense has 141 passing yards per game this season. 
That that dog doesn't hunt. Florida's going to get hammered. They're a big underdog, right? So Vegas kind of knows this too. I'm going with the green here. I'm not going against the green. Tennessee's going to hammer their rival Florida and show Florida, hey, bro, I know you had a strong start with your coach and all, but you've got a long, long way to go. Another weekend prediction involving the SEC. I think Texas A&M is going to win another one. I think they're going to beat Arkansas in that showdown out in Jerry World. I just don't see it with Arkansas early in the year. They're 3-0, yeah. They beat Cincinnati. I don't know what that means. Cincinnati doesn't have a whole lot of their guys off the team that made the playoffs. You struggle through South Carolina, but you beat South Carolina. And then we learn a little bit later, hey, South Carolina, they, they, they kind of suck, right? Georgia beat them 48-7. to It wasn't competitive. Then last week, you almost lose to Missouri State. And if not for a fourth quarter comeback in theatrics, you would have lost to Missouri State. Texas A&M has made the quarterback change. Max Johnson's now playing there. Their offense isn't great still. Max struggled last week, but he was better than Hayes King was. And I think their defense is going to ride them home to victory. They're going to slow down the Arkansas offense and do just enough to get a few more points than the opponent in an ugly, sluggish game. I think Texas A&M gets the win. Last prediction, then we'll get out of here, catch a commercial break. I like Brady and the Bucks to beat Green Bay. Maybe the NFL game of the week this coming week is Tampa Bay taking on Green Bay. I like Brady and the Bucks to stay hot. Green Bay played much better in week two. Much, much better in week two. I think Tampa's going to just keep piecing it together. They're without Mike Evans, who's suspended. But I think that they're going to use Fournette in that ground game and the short pass game. I think Tampa at home is going to get it done riding that defense, too, because that defense just doesn't let up anything. If that Tampa Bay defense doesn't start having some injuries, doesn't start getting beat up, and they keep their core 11 together, Whew, it's going to be tough to score as that group plays some solid, solid football up front. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll give you some betting picks. I'll give you a few extras today to carry into the weekend. It's play-by-play on KLEB. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there. With coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. 
paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Joint talk on the bio from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, Rouse's Markets, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafourche Parish Judge, Division A. And Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the buy Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Your brand new Galliano Fresh Market is now open seven days a week. Our team is ready to help make your shopping experience all that it can be. Galliano Fresh Market has been blessed to serve this community for over four decades. This family-owned supermarket understands the needs and values of this community. Whether it be the bakery, butcher shop, catering, produce, or shopping boat orders, you will find everything you need all under one roof at Galliano Fresh Market. Check out our weekly ads online at gallianomarket.com. At Thibodeau Regional Health System, we're elevating cancer services to unprecedented heights with the construction and opening of our new Cancer Institute. 80,000 square feet of the region's best cancer care and a new home for more cancer doctors to fight more types of cancer. The latest technology, expanded research, and integrated wellness services. You deserve the best cancer care, so we built it. Because at Thibodeau Regional, we take our role as the leader in fighting cancer seriously. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Back to play-by-play, play. Casey Gisler here wrapping things up. I've got three betting picks for today. And then we'll kind of expand the envelope and try to get you a few more uh, for the rest of the weekend to try to get you guys to make a little money out in Vegas. Our Patreon has been killing it. We've been doing super well. Had a tough night last night, but other than that, we've been doing really well. Um, Astros minus 152 money line tonight against the Orioles. I like that one. I like the Yankees minus a run and a half. Well, you know what? Let's 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 do a little opposite here. I do like the Yankees minus one and a half, but I'm not gonna not gonna make that an official pick. I like Yankees over seven and a half runs tonight. Rich Hill's just kind of a placeholder. The Yankees are hungry. The Red Sox offense isn't bad. Over seven and a half feels like the play there in that one out in Yankee Stadium. Then I also like tonight. Um, let's go with uh let's go with the twins plus one and a half. Minnesota plus one and a half against Otani. And then the Mets, minus one and a half against the A's. So I actually gave you four baseball picks. Now let's talk some college football, and I'll give you some games that I like and some pro football games that I like as well. Um, Let's see. I like uh, scrolling down the list. I like this one here. I like Georgia, minus 44 against Kent State. Georgia is a wrecking ball. Actually, you know what? No, let's change that. Not minus 44. 
I like under 61 and a half for Georgia and Kent State. Kent State's not going to score at all. Georgia's not going to score over 60. I like under 61 and a half in that ball game there. I like Notre Dame plus one and a half against North Carolina. I like over 57 and a half UCLA and Colorado. <clears throat> I told you early in the show, I like Tennessee and 10 against Florida. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to put it on Florida. I don't think that's going to be a competitive game. Um, let's see. I got a list of them. I, Tulane's playing really well. I'm not going to take Tulane against Southern Miss, but I do like that number. That's that's a number there, 12 and a half, that, that could potentially be reached. I like under. This is one that I like a lot. Under 50 and a half, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Both teams, eh, I don't know that I trust the offenses a whole lot. A&M's defense is, is superb. I think that A&M will get them off the field. I like that one a good deal. I like over 44 and a half for LSU and New Mexico. I think the Tigers may get to 44 and a half alone. And then I saw against Southern when they put the backup defense in, things get go south pretty quickly, right? Even So New Mexico may even get a touchdown or two late. Um, Alabama minus 20 over Vanderbilt first half line, minus 20 first half line. They're going to get a 31-0 lead in the first half or whatever and then kind of peel back. NFL Sunday games that I'm paying attention to. Um, come on, FanDuel. Here we go. I like Baltimore minus two over New England. I like, um, let's see, this is one that I like as well. I like the Vegas Raiders minus one over Tennessee. I like over 44 and a half for Burrow and the Bengals against the Jets. And then I like Brady minus one over Green Bay. So those are just some picks to consider. I gave you a bunch. They usually give you three, I give you a bunch. Oh, one more. I like Denver plus one and a half at home against San Francisco. So those are just some picks to, to ponder and to chew on, and maybe you'll find something there that you like. Thanks to Damian St. Pierre. Thanks to Chandler Guitros. Thanks to you all for listening. It's been a wonderful week of shows on play-by-play. -play. Our numbers are looking good. We have a larger audience now than what we did before. Word of mouth. People are spreading the word about the show, and I so much appreciate you guys for doing that. Next week, we're going to be keeping the train rolling, continuing to talk about everything happening in our area and beyond. <laughs> have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Going out, support the Hurricane Festival. We'll see you out there. Take care, y'all. Casey just goes signing off. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.